I'd like to welcome all of you to our worship this day as you are gathering with us across time and space and place. A special and brief announcement is that this week on Sunday at Faith Lutheran Church, we will be welcoming into the body of Christ the new-to-be-baptized Wallen. Uh, So there will be a few mentions of Wallen and baptism in our service today. And so let us give thanks to God for the gift of baptism, and in particular the gift of Wallen's baptism. And we give thanks to God for uh, the community that will sustain Wallen and his parents in the days and years to come. Let us begin our service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And let us pray together our prayer of the day. God among us, we gather in the name of your Son to learn love for one another. Keep our feet from all evil paths, turn our minds to your wisdom, and our hearts to the grace revealed in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today will be Psalm 113. Hallelujah! Give praise, you servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be blessed from this time forth forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, let the name of the Lord be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, God's glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who sits enthroned on high, but stoops to behold the heavens and the earth? The Lord takes up the weak out of the dust and lifts up the poor from the ashes, enthroning them with the rulers, with the rulers of the people. The Lord makes the woman of a childless house to be a joyful mother of children. Hallelujah. And this is the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. 
Then Jesus said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Give me an account of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, What will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, How much do you owe my master? He answered, A hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it fifty. Then he asked another, And how much do you owe? He replied, A hundred containers of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and make it eighty. And his, man- and his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much. And whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, there is certainly a lot that is going on in this parable, and I find that this is a really fascinating text to study, and so I encourage you all to visit this text again and again because there's so much going on that we could discuss. Uh, However, for the sake of making this a reasonably timed sermon, I am going to invite us to notice in particular the relationships in this story, particularly the relationships between the rich man and the manager, between the manager and the debtors, between wealth and humans, and finally between Jesus and humans. First, the rich man and the manager. They basically have a working relationship, except that the rich man holds all the power in it. The rich man can fire and hire as he pleases, and the manager is left to hope that what he does makes a good enough reason, a compelling enough case, for the rich man to keep him on. Perhaps the manager has held this position for a while, and maybe he was starting to believe that he was indispensable to the rich man, that there would never be another manager as good or as valuable as he is. But then the manager gets a rude awakening when the rich man reminds him that, as a manager, he is completely and utterly dispensable to the rich man and is only valued by what he does and not for who he is. Next, the manager and the debtors. The manager, realizing his insignificance to the rich man, now needs to seek significance someplace else. And he does so by trying to build up rapport in his relationships with the people who owe the rich man some amount of debt. 
The manager has no care for how it affects the rich man because that relationship has already been permanently damaged. And in some ways, the manager also doesn't really care for the debtors. He is only cutting down their bill to try and ensure a social safety net for him after he loses his job. Third, wealth and humans. And now this is where it starts to get particularly complicated. At least as far as this story tells us, for the rich man, having wealth and getting more of it seems to be his priority. However, this is also coupled with his appreciation for the games that can be played and the favors that can be won using wealth. The idea of money talks seems to be the relationship the rich man has with his wealth. Money talks is also what seems to be the relationship between the manager and wealth, but for different reasons. Instead of being wealthy and wanting more and appreciating the gamesmanship of wealth, for the manager, money talking is what will protect him when his funds run low or out. For the debtors to the rich man, wealth is controlling their lives. They owe this rich man huge sums in a time when there wasn't always enough to go around. And so to even have some of that relieved was a great gift to them. So before we get to the relationship between Jesus and humans, I'm wondering if you see yourselves and any relationships in your lives in these breakdowns of the relationships thus far in this story. Have you ever had a relationship with another human, a job, a cause you care about, even a place where you thought you were indispensable only to find out that maybe you weren't? And when you found out that you weren't as valued as you hoped, where else did you go to find that missing significance to build back up your social capital? Did you seek it in another person or persons, another job, a different cause, another group? And then how does wealth and finances play into your life? Is it something that consciously or subconsciously causes you worry and stress? What value do we unintentionally or intentionally give finances in our lives? And as we ponder these questions, we may find ourselves turning to that relationship between Jesus and humans and wondering how this might all try and function together. Jesus says it very plainly at the end of our story today, you cannot serve God and wealth. And important to point out, this is not a a condemnation of wealth. Jesus does point out that money can be a useful tool. So rather, this is a reorienting of our relationships, and not just our relationships with wealth, but indeed all of our relationships. Jesus' relationship with humankind is that Jesus is a gift to humanity from God, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are given faith to trust and to have faith in the gift for all creation in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. The cross of Jesus Christ is the pinnacle of Jesus' relationship with humans, of Jesus' relationship with you. The cross of Christ has transformed the world because in Jesus' life, there is no one that he didn't love. In death, there is no one he didn't die for. And in rising, there is no one that he didn't conquer death for. 
We are all baptized into the gift of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. And shortly, or perhaps later, depending on when you listen to this recording, Wallen will also join us in this gift. When we are baptized, we are transformed by the Holy Spirit coming to us, and we are freed from those things that prevent us from loving one another. Because of Jesus and his relationship with you and with all of humanity, you are freed from finding your significance in anything but your baptismal identity in him. And those moments where we feel so small and so unimportant, when we are faced with the reality that some of the things we do can be done just as well by others, and it makes us feel vulnerable. Jesus is already there promising you again and again that in him you are enough. When we find that the pressures of finances and wealth are overwhelming, Jesus is already there promising you again and again that in him those things are nothing more than tools to love others with. God has promised us in Jesus to be faithful to us. And this week, we get to be particularly reminded of this faithfulness. We will hear of God's lifelong faithfulness to us, and, in, and on this Sunday in particular to Wallen as we celebrate his baptism. We will taste and see God's faithfulness as we are once again strengthened with Christ's body and blood. And in all that we do in worship, We proclaim in word and in song the faithfulness of the cross of Christ, which has redeemed and freed us all. Amen. And we will sing together, if you have the words with you, Son of God, Eternal Savior.
Living together in trust and in hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now may Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to share the good news. Thanks be to God.